You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera and everything in between, if you have a piece of hunting gear or a piece of hunting equipment that needs a battery, Interstate Batteries has got you covered. You can go to a local retail store or you can go visit online at interstatebatteries.com. They have thousands of local retail shops all over the U.S., so you can go there as well. Interstate batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome, folks, to the Freshwater Bite Podcast, your source for everything freshwater fishing. I'm your host, Lee Kleino, and on this podcast, you will hear from diehard anglers like yourself, the backstories of those anglers, techniques they use, gear reviews, and everything in between. So if you like fishing, turn it up, because this episode's about to kick off right now. Hi, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of the podcast. Well, this one is going to be about my failures up north this past weekend um, and my attempt for the running of the salmon. And hopefully you can learn from my failures because I talk with Dan Stewart of Chrome Seeker Sport Fishing. He joins the podcast again. Um, him and I just talk about the con- the conditions right now around the Great Lakes region as the salmon are, are making their ways up, upstream to spawn. And how the, the conditions and the amount of rain has really changed everyone's game plan on how to go after these things. And we talked through what we're doing, how we, how we viewed the river conditions and how the salmon were responding to the baits that we were throwing to them and how you can maybe learn from uh, our conversation about how to be more successful if you plan on chasing these things in the next few weeks because there's still plenty of time to chase after these coho and the, uh, and the king salmon running the rivers right now. So I hope you guys pay attention to doing this podcast. Dan and I just kind of talk one-on-one. I talk about where I went wrong, what he was doing right, and what he's seen on the river. I mean, to be honest with you, the bite has been extremely tough. You'll hear a lot of, a lot of anglers out there right now on forums and things like that. Everyone's just kind of scratching their heads, but Dan kind of presents a couple of little things that we can do, uh, a little bit of reminders of our presentations and what we're throwing at these salmon so that you can be more successful. And then we get into a little bit about uh, the date that he throws out in October to come up and help clean up the rivers around northern Michigan to keep it clean and so that we can continue to take advantage of our privileges to, uh, to access these rivers and to fish these beautiful spots. So here's Dan. Dan. Hey, Lee. Dan, Dan, the river man. How's it going? Good. How are you, buddy? Doing great. Doing great. Just trying to keep up with everything. Oh, I am <laughs> running low on time. Not enough hands. Oh, uh, you, you, you're hiring? No. Well, I mean, I could use another person, but. Hey, that's I a mean, good, that's a, that's much. a good problem to have that you're that busy. Yeah. I mean, just the rental business, the uh, fishing business. I mean, everything's just going crazy. I got maintenance stuff going on, and it's just one thing after another. I'm going to, as soon as I get done with you, I'm going to have dinner, which my pizza might go off while I'm cooking, and then I have to go pick up an outboard motor I'm borrowing from uh, my buddy Chad. Jeez. Anything, anything to stay in business and keep going, right? Yeah, well, this is the time to be uh, fishing and making money. So that's right. You got to do what you got to do. You got to make hay while the sun's shining. 
Exactly, exactly. Well, Are we live right now? Yeah, we're live. Well, yeah, we're live recording, man. <laughs> gotcha. So, real quick, before we get too far into the weeds, how was your yeah. guiding season this summer on the big water? Oh, my gosh. It was crazy good. I mean, it, the phone just never stopped. People wanted to get after those big, giant salmon. Uh, we had some incredible fights. I mean, fish just trying to take out everything possible. Uh, one of our last trips, we ran, actually it was Labor Day. We hooked a fish that tried to race or hit the downrigger, then race the boat, the slider guy and the high diver. Nate's speeding up the boat uh, because I was on deck because he hurt his knee. And then the fish turned around went back behind the boat, then tried coming up the, uh, the port side and raced the port side. And then the fish came in while it's still hung up on the high diver on the other side. Then the fish turned around, went in between the downrigger and the boat. And the customer was one of the smartest customers I had. He had the musky net there waiting and grabbed the fish before it snapped off. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. What is up with the fish, salmon this year? They seem steroids. they seem huge or on steroids throughout this entire season. Guys are just throwing up monster salmon caught out both in the big water and then now in the rivers. Oh yeah. I mean, just the DNR cutting all those plants. What was it five six years ago? And now we have tons and tons of bait and not enough fish. And the fish that are there are just gorging themselves. I mean, we're going through schools of bait this year that had no no hooks around them like there was no fish around them i'm like what is going on wow but i mean just i mean we got i mean they're not they're big like they're it's awesome but i mean it's not like everyone's going out and catching 30 pounders every trip no i mean a lot of the charter buddies that i mean they all got one maybe two maybe three 30 pounders but, uh, I mean, we got a 30, a 26, a 25, and a ton of 24s and 23s. Um, I, I mean, I, but then again, it's like, I mean, those 23s are just as much fun as those 30s. Oh, yeah. The other thing, so, too. They, it was great. They, they, they probably, you know, cook up probably a little bit better, too. What, the 24s? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say because I mean, they're all those fish are all four year old, four year old. So, oh, that's true. It's not like they're, a, it's not like they're a thirty year old, twenty five pound lake trout that's been alive for so many years. I mean, it's hard to say. I'd be interested in if there's any research on that. So, go back a little bit. So, why do you think? What was your hypothesis of why you think we're seeing the fish kind of a little bit bigger? You said we're now starting to catch up with that lull or the, the the shortage of um, yeah. stocking the fish like they used to? Yeah. the If I'm not mistaken, my numbers could be a little off, but I think like 10, 12 years ago, they were stocking like, like lake wide, like through with Wisconsin and Illinois and Indiana, like, and the Michigan, like I heard something like 15 million salmon were being planted. And now we're, I mean, I don't know what, the other states are playing, but I think we're at like 350,000 or something like that. I mean, I, I'm, I could be off a little bit, but we're playing so few Kings because they're ref, the, our DNR and other DNRs are, they're hoping our natural reproduction is 
like there's a lot of natural reproduction. So because they're relying more on natural reproduction, there's just so much bait out there and there's not nothing eating them. We're catching, we're catching salmon again with six to seven inch alwise in them. I mean, probably six, seven years ago, catching a giant, uh, seeing a big alwive was uncommon. Well, this is a question for the DNR, which I have somebody coming on um, to talk about the salmon specifically. But do oh, you think please. that do you think the Lakers would help alleviate that problem of the bait, or do you think that that was their intention to get the lake back to its natural, quote unquote, state? Of just, oh, uh, we could we could go into hours and hours of conversation with that. I mean, it is it, well, it it's so hard to say with. There's a treaty going on with uh, uh, the census with the commercial fishermen and all that stuff. And you know who you, you, you probably wouldn't be a bad idea to have on the podcast is uh, Glenn, Glenn Buer, I believe. He's out of Ludington. Okay. He knows tons and tons of information about everything. It would be a, it would be a fantastic podcast. Does he, work for, does he work for the he, DNR uh, or who? No, he created this. He created this uh, uh, nonprofit uh, to bring awareness to uh, the way the fishery is. Um, like he just had, he just has so much information. They host meetings from time to time throughout the season. He's a char captain on Ludington. Uh, hello, oh, yep. there you go. There you are. Go ahead. So he's a, so he's a charter uh, captain out of Ludington. He's a shark captain out of Ludington, and he created uh, this nonprofit called the Great Lakes Salmon Initiative, and they have brought light to a lot of subjects, and they have uh, brought the DNR along, and every uh, like everybody's just been talking, and the char captains are the char captains and the recreational anglers are getting together, having conversations and getting information from the dnr and they're just trying to just trying to make the fishery better trying to make it diverse um so where we have good lake trout fishing but we also have good king fishing and good steelhead fishing and all the other fisheries we have available in the state um so yeah there's a there's a lot to it and he would know way more um about the details. Oh, I'm for sure going to get him. I reach out to him. That's a good idea because I'm going to have yeah. I'm going to have Jay's input from the DNR next week, and then um, maybe it'd be a great follow up episode to get his input as well. Because that way you get it from both the DNR side of things and then the recreational fisher sports fishing side of thing too. Uh, too. You you talk about Jay Wesley? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So cool. yeah. Well, good. So you got so you had a good summer. It sounds like at least you were yeah. able to to book out through the season. And now, uh, yeah. a lot of us have migrated into the rivers, including yourself, which you're now guiding in the rivers for the next few weeks. Yeah, it went directly from Lake Michigan to river fishing. Unfortunately, my Lake Michigan season came to an end a day early when I blew out an outdrive. Mm. Um, so that is being taken care of right now uh but we went straight to river fishing and the river fishing was uh okay we were hooking fish the the fish were being a little picky um 
And then we got all that rain. Yeah, I want to talk about that because I just booked it up there for the weekend and I ran into yeah. those issues. So I brought my boat up there, obviously, to maybe get some staging out at the the mouths of the river. And then when I got up there, it was like 16-mile-an-hour yep. winds with 22-mile-an-hour gusts. So needless yeah. to say, my boat didn't leave the the trailer. I wasn't going to try to go out and fight for oh. four foot waves. <laughs> but, oh, I don't blame you on that. So then I went to I the river. What? So bad, but yeah, I, I wanted to fish these so bad, but it was like I, I was going to offer uh, my place up for to you, and then the weekend was here, and I was just slammed with doubles. I ran like. I ran like six or seven trips in like four days or something like that. Oh, dude. I, <laughs> it's been crazy. I love I love grunging it out where I can just sleep in my car or my truck or something like that. Uh, yeah. And, and just kind of bum it out and fish for salmon. I didn't care. But, but like um, the good old days. Yeah. We all used to be young and just you had you did what you had to do to get into those salmon. Oh, dude. I didn't think about anything other than salmon and then a hot cup of coffee in the morning and then I'm good to go from there. Heck yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, we fa- we got your, like what, six inches of rain between Wednesday oh, I, and Thursday? I don't know what the toll was. I don't know what the toll was, but uh, I had some friends up fishing with me, and we uh, we were staying at my house, and we woke up 30, I think it was like 30% chance of rain. I was like, I didn't even think about a rain jacket. And it, we went out as bluebird skies. We were fishing, and uh next thing i realize it's being cloudy dark and then my buddy looks at his phone he's like yeah we're about to get hit with a lightning storm we're halfway through our float oh and uh we got stuck in probably the nastiest weather i've been in in 20 20 years um lightning flying all over the place it was i was just a little scared jesus (laughs) but yeah but yeah we got dumped on six inches of rain and then the river went pretty high it was pretty dirty but still fishable and then we got more rain and uh that just made the river nasty and those fish this weekend those fish were just just marching they were not stopping it was it was kind of slow this week yeah slow fishing and that's what i want to talk about i want to talk about yeah the changing river conditions so if anyone can kind of just imagine this, so you you have these rivers at the the salmon run up to spawn, and obviously when you yep. get a bunch of rain, that's gonna not only the rivers are gonna get deeper, but they're also gonna get wider, which means that these fish have more areas to run up in in the river, so they're not as totally. they're not as concentrated in the the holes that you might you know go and target because that hole might be so deep mm-hmm. now you're I mean how do you attack the rivers when you get that much water in it like what what is your kind of your strategy or what what should anglers be aware of cast everywhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what i was doing <laughs> I, it, I don't know it was really tough fishing um i mean the first day i kind of jumped around a lot probably more than i should have we caught some fish uh i had a really really tough trip uh saturday night i think it was i was or no it was friday night I was thinking of canceling the next day's trip, but another guide buddy of mine was like, don't do it. There's a, I mean, it is what it is. We should still be able to get fish. And the next day we just kind of stayed in the same spot. Just watched these fish swim through and we got lucky and hooked a couple, but I have ADD. So it's really, really, I don't, well, I have borderline ADD. It's really, really hard to stay in the same spot 
and just watch the same water and hope for a fish to come into your hole. But we ended up doing it and we, we got fish and then today was just lights out with thunder sticking. It was game on and the skein guys were doing good, but we were following uh, some really good skein fishermen down the river. So they were kind of hooking all the biters before we got to them. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, let me know your opinion on this, but I felt like Saturday yeah. the fish were not biting at all. Well, if they were, there was few and far between. It's almost like when they got yeah. all that rain, they didn't care about anything else other than saying like, oh, the coast is clear. We got a, a ton of water in this river. We're shooting up and blowing by everything. It's almost like a jet stream. Pretty, it's like they took advantage of it. Pretty much. They took full advantage of it. And it's, I don't know what is the deal with this year, but it seems like the fish have been doing that a lot, even when the water was low. Like me and Nate were checking out some lower water. We were doing a little scouting. And I mean, this was when the water was at normal and they were just blowing through. They weren't stopping. Um, so, but you would think they would start slowing down, but now this high water is just helping them just, just blow through, get as far up in the water column as possible. But they have been settling down a little bit. So, um, but I totally agree with you. They were just hammering, and we we still hooked a couple. Of, we hooked fish on every trip except for one. Uh, and that day, that trip when it was we didn't hook anything. It was super high. It seemed like it got dirtier actually while we were fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it just didn't it just didn't happen for us. But then Sunday Saturday was good or it was okay, and then Sunday Sunday was okay, and then today was pretty pretty good. It's pretty good with Thunder Six and Skane for the guys that were in front of us. Are you floating Skane under? Tomorrow are, will be amazing. Are you floating Skane under a bobber? Like a float, oh yeah, like a float. Oh. Yeah, that's what I was doing too. And I just, I, I just, I in my mind when I saw this water this high. I could see the salmon yeah. out there. My my game plan was, you know what? I'm going to keep it in front of their face as long as I can. Play with the depths a little yeah. bit. Play with the depths a little bit. Yeah. The the split shot that I had on there, and um, you know, I didn't. I got like two or three strikes, and there were like foul hooks, so I had to let them go. But other than that, I didn't get any yeah. other, any others through the mouth or anything like that. But I just could thought, could you see the salmon you were fishing? Yeah, I could. Yep. Did you notice that they were hitting? at all and the bobber wasn't dropping yes dude i said that to my yeah. I, I said that to my buddy that was up there i was like it's like they're they're going up to it they're striking it but i can't get any indication on my float bobber at all and i didn't know i thought i was doing something wrong yeah no i i'm i was fishing a super clear water super clear river a couple of years ago well actually this was 10 12 years ago and we were standing over top of all the fish and we would watch our skein completely disappear and the bobber would never move. So we we're saying the hook when the skein would disappear. And I'm like, it's, there's some times when I've started reeling in and you have a fish on and it's like, well, the bobber never got went down. And I think those fish are mouthing it a lot more than what we think is going on. So what do you think? So I was thinking about changing the size of my skein sacks down smaller. So that way when they went, so they, oh. would, so they would inhale it more and it didn't look so intimidating. Cause they were like, almost like, I was like, maybe my hook isn't big enough, which, you know, I was in a river where there's hook restrictions, but maybe it's not, yeah. maybe I should, you know, make the size of my skein sack smaller. So that way when they go to hit it, it's more of, you know, they think they can inhale the whole thing rather than nibble off a piece of the skein sack. 
Oh yeah, without a doubt. I'm yeah. always changing. Yeah. Yeah, especially in those clear water, clear rivers. Switch it up until you figure out what they want. Um, I mean, I usually start off kind of, I don't know, core size in the morning, maybe maybe a little smaller. Oh, shoot. And I tried my pizza's done, and I was trying to stop it before it went off. Yeah, don't worry about it. We'll, we, we can let it cool down here. <laughs> yeah, edit that. Cool down the pizza. <laughs> like, oh, no. We're leaving it in, man. Then I race to the next uh, fire that I need to put out. But, yeah. um, yeah, the crazy, crazy guide life. There's no time to even eat right now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so back to the topic. Yeah, I switch it up all the time. I usually start off with, like, a golf-sized bag um, to pay on the water conditions. As the sun gets higher, I will switch it up to smaller, smaller-sized skein pieces. Um, and then once you find something that works, just kind of keep at it. And I mean, if they're not biting that color skein, switch to the next color skein. And every river, I think, I believe has a favorite, like it's, you just got to figure that out. What river you like to fish the most, what they like, what those fish like to eat the most. Do you still have luck on skein that you buy from, let's say online places that come in like the jars or do you always recommend like kind of the real thing tying your own i have no idea because i haven't bought skein and probably i have never bought skein right um it's hard to say i used to buy those little atlas pre-cured egg things they i think they were in anise oil or something right and i fished those for like two years ago when i first started stealing fishing i think i had one good day where i hooked three and then I never hooked another single fish on it. And since then, I've never used anything but fresh spawn bags or fresh skin. I think that has something to do with it. Because, I mean, it was actually, I got two emails about it on my website about it. Yeah. And guys were asking me, like, and I, I gave them my honest opinion. Like, personally, I've never hooked up on those. I've always used, yeah. the, when I've done well, it's from the, you know, the real skin that we get from, from the fish oh, that we caught yeah. earlier in the year. But... I, I'm not saying that it doesn't work, so I don't want to discourage anybody from, you know, if, I mean, obviously, if all else fails, definitely throw it on there, but. Um, oh, heck yeah. If, if that's the only thing you have an opportunity at getting, then I would definitely do that. Um, I mean, I don't know. I've had people say that beads are working. Uh, I mean, I, I prefer the real thing. Um, Any kind of imitation look, is better than nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I see it. I'm trying to think of some other opportunities for people to get skein. Like, I used to go to the fish clean station, but now there's fish clean guys, and they, like, if you ask them nicely and the guy's in a good mood, he might give you some, maybe give you half a skein, but those guys are even, like, they, they won't, they, they guard those skein now. So it's kind of, if, if, if you're just a person just getting into fishing, it's kind of hard to get skein, but if you, I don't know if you talk to the right fishermen, some people are willing to share. Right. Yeah, it's tough. But anything that you guys can do to imitate it, like like Dan was saying, switch up your colors, get your pinks, your reds, kind of your that that highlighter color yeah. almost, you know, kind of like a greenish, yellowish kind of thing. Anything to change it up. And, you know, one thing about these fish in the river, especially when you get in a situation like we had this past weekend, you know, you're up there, it's your time off. 
and you can't control a lot of the time what the river's doing and obviously what the fish are doing. Yep. You just got to be able, yep. you got to have the mindset of, listen, I'm going to be tying a lot today. I'm going to be switching it up. And once I find a pattern, you know, you'll, yeah. you'll get your fish and, and um, really that's just what it is to grind like that. I mean, it, to, to the say funny it was, part about that though is the skein bite was dead this week. Yeah, that's what I was running into. I was like banging my head against was, the wall. I didn't know what else to do, but then I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm up here. I'm just going to calm down and enjoy the fishing. And it yeah. was just awesome to see the salmon running, you know, trying after them, seeing how they were reacting. I learned a lot. Oh, heck and, yeah. I learned a lot in how to fish these higher waters like this after a rain. Yeah. So I, if anything, just take advantage of it. And these are the kind of times that, you know, us who aren't guides like you are, and you've got every yeah. trick in your back pocket. It's just it's time. For, it's time for us to. <laughs> oh, learn. they they still fooled us this week. I mean, the numbers were not that great. Some people, some people left a little disappointed. Some people wished it was a little bit better. I mean, it it was not good. The I mean the we we were getting them on thunder sticks this weekend. Uh, the skein bite was not very good at all. I think my one of my customers had between three of my good buddies. My customer hooked the only fish on skein. Everybody else hooked them on thunder sticks. Um, and the skein bite, as the water has cleared up a little bit, gone down. The skein bite has picked up. Um, some guys did really good today on skein, but we just we just kept hammering them on thunder sticks and it was, I had a couple of musky guys on the boat. So they were kind of, I think they were really into the thunder sticking. So we had a couple of fish strike right at the side of the boat and they were like, uh, and they would miss it. And I was like, maybe you should have figured eight that, that <laughs> bait and you would have got that salmon. Dude, it was, it was a lot of fun. My oh guys, man. they were great. I'd pay good money to see someone figure eight on the side of a boat in the, in one of the rivers that have salmon in it. That'd be pretty cool to see. Literally this fish hit at this. Literally we had one fish hit as he was pulling it out of the water. And we had three other hookups like right at the side of the boat. In and the- I don't know if we pulled it too quick or what, but we, that fish came up head shaking and next thing we realized it was off the hook. Yeah. So I don't know if a figure eight would have helped, but I don't, I don't know if you could get a bunch of salmon fishermen all of a sudden start doing figures eight. Maybe if some of those musky guys come up and start musky fishing, they would start doing figure eights, but figure eights and it was, uh, it was a fun day. Yeah. Yeah, really? Well, we weren't moving very, we were standing still, but it was, it was hilarious. Well, hey, the other thing I want to talk about, as promised on our last podcast that we had that we did back in March, um, you know, we talked yeah. we talked a, l- a little bit about you planning a um, a river cleanup on on, on the rivers yep. north on the Betsy. Is that still going down this year? Uh, if I ever get time to set it up, um, I was actually looking at the phone number I need to call to the person uh, that. Uh, uh, Roger from Steelhead Manifesto Gaming because he does a big Manistee River cleanup every summer uh, in July sometime, and I just need to make this phone call. But I've been I've been just running ragged for about two months, so I'm trying to do it. If it's going to happen, I'm aiming for October 19th. Okay. Uh, people can check out my Facebook page, Instagram page, uh, which is Chrome Seekers underscore Sport Fishing, and uh, I'm going to try and get right on that, but it's it's just trip after trip. And when I'm not running trips, I'm just trying to catch up on sleep and eat food. (laughs) 
Yeah, and then I mean the river still needs the cleanup regardless too. So oh oh, people need to take care of their trash. Uh, if you get trash, throw it in your boat, take it out. I mean it's absolutely disgusting what's going on on the rivers up here. Um, there's no, uh, it's it's disgusting. People are. I don't know where to go with this because it's just absolutely absurd that people are coming, going fishing, taking their trash, leaving it all over the place, salmon carcasses, like trash, beer cans. Like this is our our resources. Why do people have to trash it? There's no excuse for it. Mm -hmm. What I would suggest is anybody listening to this and you're going up to the rivers, if you just even grab like a Meyer bag or something like that and bring it with you and or leave like yep. a, leave a section in your backpack. I mean, just about everybody goes out on the river with a backpack or something like that. Leave a section yeah. in your backpack and just put that plastic bag in there and just say, you know what? I'm going to fill this thing up before I leave the river. Almost like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to, not only am I going to earn my fish, but I'm going to earn my privilege, right? Cause that's what it is to be able to yeah. fish these rivers, earn my privilege to go out there and clean up some trash and, and, you know, keep the rivers clean and, you know, leaving it basically better than what you have found it. Yeah. And not only does that, not only with that, but what people need to realize is that some of these dam areas and some of these viewing areas where pe- tourists and other people come to view the action they are seeing all this trash. They're seeing salmon carcasses in the parking lot. They are seeing like just disgusting stuff that fishermen are leaving. And that is making not only just that one person, but it's making every single person that touches the river to fish. They're making every single person look bad. Yeah. And if this continues, Places will get shut down. You used to be able to sleep at Tunk Hole on the big man's seat, but people were leaving so much garbage there that you can no longer legally camp at Tunk Hole. There's the Homestead Dam right now that is just getting just pounded. The worst people have ever seen it. A lot of the locals are talking about how bad it is. And people are leaving trash over. That will get shut down one of these days if us sportsmen don't t- start taking care of our resources. It, that is a hundred percent guaranteed. People will, we will start losing privileges just like that alcohol ban that they tried to do this, this year on the big man. C. I I think it was the Asabo and potentially the, the, the pure market. I want to say, I yeah. could be wrong on that, yep. but if we keep doing that, we will lose our rights to fish and hunt. And that just makes me mad. Yeah, it bums me out, that's for sure. And I hope, like I said, yeah. it, we can't sit here and just point fingers at everyone. It's, we just got we just got to chip right. in. We got to chip in, help clean it up, and, and just keep spreading the message yeah. or whatever it is. Um, you know, yeah. and, and, not and that anything, hard. No, and anything we can do to help. And, you know, hopefully that night, hopefully you can get it worked out with that October 19th date, and I'll actually, yeah. you know, if it does, you no. know, I'll send something out on social. I'm going to try to be there and make it up. I'm not, even if I got to do a suicide run up there and back in the same day, I'll do it. Uh, just to do now that we're now that we're talking and it's going live, I gotta do it. So yeah, I will make I a think phone call to someone from the MECC and we'll get things going. Uh, I should get a GoFundMe page going for like uh, donations to help with 
trash removal, trash cans, trash bags. Maybe we can get some food going or something. Maybe I'll throw in a guided trip to get people there or something. But we need to take care of our resources so we don't lose them. Yeah, I bet you I'm going to reach out to the BHA chapter in Michigan too. Just to see if anybody's yeah, I contact, just to see if anyone's I in that area and wants to stop them. by. Yeah, yeah, I contacted them. I didn't hear anything, but I'm sure they're busy. But um, I should, yeah, we need to get something going. If anybody wants to help, uh, send me a message, um, chromeseekers at gmail dot com, and let's try and uh, try and organize something, get stuff clean. I'm sure. I don't know if there is anybody doing anything on the big man fee. Uh, I know uh, Steve at Baldwin Bay Tackle. He also does something on the PM sometime the first week of November. So there's there's river cleanup. If you fish uh, and you salmon fish, you should get involved and you should help take care of the resource. I agree. Well, cool, man. Thanks for everything you're doing. Thanks for the update on what's going on up there. I'll let you get to your. No problem. I'll let you get to your your meal so you can get back to keeping everything in order and keep moving. So thanks for spending the time with us, and uh, we'll be in touch, buddy. No problem. Let give me uh give me a notice uh and I'll try and save uh save an afternoon or something so we can get out fishing together. Yeah, come on, man. It can't just be all business all the time. <laughs> Every time I call, you're like, oh, I'm just booked. I'm booked. I've got two trips. I'm running doubles. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you'll have to come up like during uh, off season and we'll go steal it fishing or maybe that October nineteenth if I don't have anything going on. We can, uh, you can stay at my house or something and we can go fishing, uh, the next day or the day before or whatever. Yeah, let's do it. I got to get you out on the ice this year too. Oh, we got to make that happen. We got to make that happen. Yep. So, yep. All right, buddy. We'll enjoy your pizza and, uh, good luck. We'll be in touch. No problem. Thanks for having me on again. All right, buddy. See ya. See ya. Bye. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Dan Stewart helping us figure out this tough salmon bite going on right now in the Great Lakes region. But uh, yeah, if you guys are planning on chasing these fish in the next few weeks, start with those skein sacks. You know, know your hook restrictions and your rivers that you're that you're fishing. But I think if you just stick with it, maybe put those, uh, some guys, he, Dan has suggested maybe throwing beads at them underneath the flow or um, sticking with those skein sacks and they're keeping it in their... Uh, in front of their nose i think you guys will find out that you can be more successful than i was this past weekend and uh, maybe hopefully you learn something on how to fish these high waters and and go after these fish but um in the meantime i will be sending out those dates that uh dan is trying to pin down looks like it's going to be october 19th for the river cleanup if you're interested you can dm me on instagram over at freshwater bite and then dan also over at chrome seeker sport fishing so check that out and uh in the meantime i wanted to put this podcast together real quick for you guys just to give you guys an update on how the rivers are and uh hopefully you guys can learn from my mistakes and uh get out there and be successful so in the meantime i will have uh the biologist coming on next uh jay that we talked about in the in the podcast and we're going to go more in depth about the history of the salmon in the great lakes and uh, kind of their plan moving forward of how they see the future and uh, just the the fishery itself over the next few years. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, guys, as always, thanks for listening.